All right, now. I'm Ryan. I'm Steve, and this is 60 Cycle Hum, the guitar, buying, selling, trading, modding, fixing, breaking, reviewing, playing, giving away podcast. <laughs> we are giving away today. This is it. We're gonna give away that Fender Jazz Master. Yeah, we're uh, we're gonna we're gonna do it. We're gonna give it away. We're give gonna give away. away, give it away, give it away now. Yeah, it's like 7.6 pounds. <laughs> I don't know. Our jazz masters, usually, I would imagine they're heavier than that. They're probably like nine pounds. They're not light guitars, but they're not the heaviest guitars in the world. 12 pounds. I just got to say, like, this giveaway, this contest uh, took off in a way that I did not expect. Yeah. Th- this guitar is like 25,000 pounds. <laughs> well, what happened is we, we launched we launched the contest video. I was expecting us to get like 500 entries the first day and then over two weeks get more trickle in and end up hitting. I think you, no, no, you originally said you were expecting like 300 the first oh, really? day and like 500 total. Okay. Well, I think it, uh, I think I readjusted at some point and was expecting like a thousand entries yeah. tops. Yeah. Um, we ended up with 1400 entries. Almost 1,394 and I was also expecting everyone to donate because the premise is donate to any charity that you want and send us the receipt and that's your entry. Yeah. I was expecting everyone to just donate like a buck or maybe five bucks. Yeah. The average donation was like 26 bucks. Yeah. Good for you guys. So do the math. It was like $36,000 guys. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty the f- nuts. The first day when I was seeing everything roll in as fast as it was, and I did like a quick like average calculation to figure out how much money was coming in. I started to cry a little bit because I didn't I didn't expect you guys to be so generous. Yeah, I was like, honestly expecting like a bunch of one dollar entries. I really was. Yeah, it's it's mostly not one dollar entries. I mean, you think like even the average? There's a lot of one dollar entries, but the average are twenty six dollars. Yeah. Is 26 times more than I was expecting from everyone. That's huge. And like, when you think about like just the return on this video, it's got 34,000 views on it and it contributed to $36,000 donated to various charities. The return on that video is insane. Like I've never made a video that has that kind of click through that kind of return. Yeah, that's uh, that's pretty, pretty. I mean, it has control. We're just the hosts of it. Like we are doing very little work at well, I'm doing very little work. Steve, like through like eight hours of I, data I, entry. Into this. I made a spreadsheet. <laughs> I was like, I wanted to know how much it was. And I wanted to have a more specific yeah. number than like, uh, just like read 50 of them. And then, uh, uh, you know, average it. I actually read all of the emails from all of you guys. I saw uh, the spreadsheet. It's nuts. Steve like went crazy on yeah, this thing. Um, so thank you for all of your notes. We're not going to reply to most of them. The vast, vast, most vast majority of them. I think I replied to like four of them because there was like, uh, you didn't attach anything. <laughs> um, but Steve went through and he, he opened every single email. Yeah. That's bonkers. 
I downloaded 1,400 some entries, you, guys. Some of you guys screen grabbed from your phone, which is cool. That's kind of what we told you to do. And then you sent the picture, but you clicked like small. I think when you sent it. So when I opened it on my work computer or my home computer, like there weren't it, enough pixels. The Gmail, like in Google Mail and Gmail, it uh, it gives you the preview. But when you send a low def photo through the preview, it it makes it even like lower def and really small. So I had to download it and open it in like MS Paint and then zoom. <laughs> oh my gosh. So here, here's what we're going to do. We're going to use a random number generator yeah. to figure out the number of the winners. The first winner is going to win the guitar. And then we're going to have four runners up for t-shirts. And we'll be contacting everyone to get their addresses and stuff like that. I'm going to film it, Steve, so don't roll anything yet. I'll film from my oh, phone here. The Google has a spinner, but it won't. Don't well, do a spinner. It's, it's 1,400 entries, dude. A spinner's oh. going to crash the internet. How big of a die can oh I do? Oh, my gosh. A 1,400-sided oh, die is just a ball. <laughs> it's just all a right, globe, all right, dude. Random number generator. 1,394. So this is for a shirt. Let's just get the guitar out of the way. Yeah, right? No? Yeah, yeah. Do the guitar first. We're not going to say who is the number yet do you want to do the guitar first yeah do the Not guitar the first, first and then we'll do the shirts i guess it doesn't matter all right so the first number we're generating is one two ninety eight one thousand two hundred ninety eight pretty close to the end there yeah so someone who entered that is uh, very late hmm. in the game is going to get on. this one thousand two hundred ninety eight that is no <laughs> yeah steve has all the names oh memorized gosh. their associated number uh one thousand fifty eight you're going to get a shirt mr or mrs one thousand fifty eight What's the gender neutral? One, one, one? What's the gender neutral Miss, Miss, Mr. I don't know. Equivalent. Dude? <laughs> I've been told dude is not. I've been told dude is potentially offensive. Folk? Folk. Uh, another shirt for 816. And last shirt. We're doing four shirts, right? No number ever feels like it's truly random. It's like, oh, it doesn't really feel random. 69! 1202! 1202. See, like, it feels like they're not random because they they skew so into the later numbers. There's the There's one, 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 one. One, 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 one. It's totally random. I would generate another one just to be like, see, Ryan, it's random. No, we don't want to tease. <laughs> we don't want to tease the next random um, person. So we want to get those names? Yeah, get the names. We're going to find out who won just now. So let's see. Let's start with... We'll, we'll go in reverse order here. So... 1202 is Antonio Ray. Is that the guitar winner? Oh, you're going in reverse. No, I'm going in reverse. So this is a t-shirt. Antonio. Antonio Ray, who gave to a charity called Elevate Hope. We're not going to say like how much anyone donated. That's not the idea. But we did say that we're going to read the uh, the charities. Um, 816 is Mark Sweeney. I know that name. Why do I know that name? Mark Sweeney was a professional baseball player. I'm that's, sure that's why you that's know That's why I know that name, Steve. Uh, who gave to the Twin Cities Music Community Trust. I believe that's in Minnesota. Sounds on brand. One, one, one. You won, one, one, a t-shirt. <laughs> uh, Ezekiel Herrera's Sonar Despierto. I'm not going to look up what that is. It's 
it's uh we actually and that was another thing um oh sonar diasperto is the the charity yeah okay so, so uh, hopefully so i can Herreras. hopefully i can ship this shirt to him uh, we're doing drop shipping from teespring this is where we find out the big winner right i guess i'm assuming that's an international but it might not be oh no it's one more shirt one that more shirt. A shirt we got one more shirt yeah it might not be international Sure, you guys loved that sound. Daniel PJ. Daniel PJ. Who did he give to? Brazil's Indigenous People Articulation. That That's got to be international, right? Uh, no, actually, that one. Um, fun fact: We are running this charity drive at the same time that Gojira is also running. A charity drive are you familiar with the metal band i've, Go- I've Go- heard the name uh, so that was brazil's indigenous people articulation is a charity that oh okay that they are repping this is it guys this is the guitar who 12, won the guitar nine, eight. <laughs> i'm i'm uh trying to figure out how to pronounce this uh it's Andres, uh, Andres, uh, Chabansky. Spell the last name. Uh, C-C-A-B-A-N-S-K-I. Um, who gave to, it's called the End Fund. What is that? I believe the End Fund. It sounds ominous. Again, I, (laughs) I looked all of these, I looked up, I didn't look every single one up, but ones that, uh. It is a dot org. Um, I think it's to end like homophobia. Is- no, 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 no. Hold on. The problem: neglected tropical diseases are a group of parasitic and bacterial infectious diseases that affect more than 1.7 billion oh, of the world's off. most impoverished people, including more than one billion children. So mm. that is the problem uh, presented on the the landing page of the website. And it looks like they've provided 922 million treatments from 2012 to 2019 so it sounds like a very active charity so that's cool it looks like it uh is active through africa and uh india interesting so anyways congratulations what was his name again <laughs> andrew skip Sob- we'll hit you up and we'll get your address i kind of don't want to spoil it I don't want to hit at people for their addresses before we launch this video, but we'll figure it out. Oh, he is in a uh, in a Europe. He's in Europe. Um, well, I'm assuming because the payment was in British pounds. Well, we're going to be shipping a guitar to Europe now. Apparently, uh, yeah. <laughs> hopefully, Fender's okay I, with I, that. I would imagine it's pronounced like Chabansky. That's like a very <laughs> that's like a very Chicago. Wait a second. Chabansky. Chabansky, get over here. Help us eat this deep pizza. (laughs) (laughs) This lasagna that we're calling a pizza. It's a round lasagna. (laughs) Oh, man. This has been crazy, though, guys. Huge thanks to everyone who participated. Like I said in the contest video, even if you lose, you won because you picked a charity that I hope that you care about. Yeah. 
and you gave an amount of money that is meaningful to you, or you just did a dollar, which is fine too. That was a bare minimum. I was honestly expecting the vast majority of people to do a dollar. And the fact that the average was so high is it's, it's, it's still making me feel emotional guys. Like you guys, you, you did it. You well, tugged I mean, it. You tugged at my heartstrings. So we, congratulations. We, we talk about this a lot, right? Like, it, and we usually put it, do it for our, our own personal gain uh, when we talk about it. But um, we have a lot of. We actually do have a lot of reach here. Podcast has less reach, but like that video, like you said, like thirty-four thousand views as of today. Um, so even if everybody who viewed that, you know, you got a hundred percent action, that mm-hmm. would be like thirty-four thousand dollars. That's a lot of money. Yeah, that's like the minimum. Now, you know, we got a lesser rate of action. I'm not going to figure it out. It's a, <laughs> actually it's about like three, three percent. I want to say four percent. A hundred percent action sounds like a really terrible album title. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, the, the numbers, the, the, the click through return on this contest has been just bonkers. And b- before yeah. before even today, I was telling my Fender contact about it, uh, how much money had come in, and he was blown away. I was telling another guy in another company about it, and he was blown away too. He's like, I want in on the next one. I want to provide product for the next thing. So obviously the answer is, yeah, we should do <laughs> another one of these in the future. So stay tuned for that. Obviously it won't be a surprise to us. It won't be like, oh, hey, a guitar was sent to us by mistake. Now we're going to give it away. It'll be something more planned out. If you're watching this and you are in a company and you want to put some product behind something like that, feel free to hit us up and uh, we'll discuss it in the future. It's probably not going to be very soon, but uh, it will be happening again, I'm sure, because this has been an incredibly positive experience. I almost feel like we should line this up with holidays, like do like a Christmas drive or something like Mm, that. We could do that. Yeah, we could do something like that for sure. There's like, there's got to be good, good reasons to do it throughout the year. It can't just be like, oh, we're doing another one. But yeah, huge thanks to everyone again. Um, should we get into an ad? Do our normal thing? Um, we, we can't. Oh, it's gonna make me sign in. Never mind. I'm not dealing with. Oh, that. you were gonna look at your spreadsheet. Oh, just, oh, there we go. There we go. Well, I wanted to. You know, we talked about this, so I wanted to see if I could do some sorting. We, you know, we pushed um two specific charities oh yeah 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 um so let me see if i can we i suggested uh feeding san diego which is a division of feeding america and uh the musicians relief fund which i forget the the exact name of steve is doing spreadsheeting right now in the middle of a podcast i know i know very interesting stuff so just for feeding San Diego, uh, we sent two thousand two hundred and seventy-six dollars. Wow! Uh, assuming that I'm, and that's you know a lot of a lot of uh, a lot of people they w- went to their uh, their local feeding. So there's like f- a lot of people did feeding just feeding America. Right. There's uh, like feeding South Florida. A lot of people were like, oh, the food things. You know, a lot of people basically a lot of. The food thing is a uh, is cool, but I I don't live in San Diego. Sure. Uh, so I'm gonna do a food bank. There is a lot of St. Jude's. Wow. You guys like kids. <laughs> you guys want to send money to those kids. Sweet relief was the name of it. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. 
4137 wow. to Sweet Relief. So those are just the two that we those suggested. Are, and I again, just suggested two charities so like people who had no idea had something to default to if they wanted to. And I honestly think it's amazing that the vast majority had charities in mind. We're like, oh, yeah. 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 yeah, here's the thing that I care about. Here's the thing that I've been wanting to support anyways. And they went and they did it and they used this as an excuse to do it. So yeah, once again, huge thanks. I mean, it's it just blew us away, the yeah. response to this. All right, let's, let's do something stupid and silly now. Let's do yeah. normal content. Let's do an ad. <laughs> uh, this was sent by... You didn't... Andrew Smith. Yeah. Andrew Smith. This is sent by Andrew Smith. This is a banjo? It's not a banjo, Steve. It's a guitar. I don't think it's a guitar. It's I got think a, it's a pizza. Is, <laughs> it's got a, what do you think that is? Like a 18 inch body? <laughs> uh, We're looking at an 18 inch. I think that's only like a 14. Pepperoni Lovers double humbucker. Uh, with Seymour Duncan's. Do you think that's enough pepperoni to be a pepperoni lover? No, it's not a pepperoni lover. I think that's just a regular pepperoni. Yeah. It's just a regular pepperoni. I was trying to spice it up a little bit, Steve, but you're right. This is a Pizza Hut guitar that actually, it looks like a pizza pan with a photo print of a pizza inside of it. I feel like I've seen this before. I've never seen this before. But it's... This one's hitting me extra hard this time. I actually, uh, when I saw this on the the topic call out post on the Facebook, there's another one on Reverb for three fifty. Well, shoot! Oh no, one. it was already sold. Okay, um, I sent this to Blake Wyland of the Tone Mob podcast, and it's like you need to buy this guitar. He slept on it. He didn't do it. Uh, Reverb reposted this ad to their Instagram, and Samurai Guitarist, another guitar YouTuber posted that he bought it. So, at least it's staying in the content creation family, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> uh, you know, one of these other annoying YouTube influencer personalities is soon going to be making content right. with this pizza guitar. This is a pizza promo guitar. It's upgraded with two Seymour Duncan SH6Bs, which is the Duncan distortion. Toad knob has been removed and replaced to hang a bag of pepperoni or a snack <laughs> Of your choosing if you get hungry while playing. What? So they this this pizza guitar does have some upgrades, but you know what upgrade would really put it over the top, Ryan? What? Pineapple. Shut up. <laughs> if you put pineapple on this guitar, I want a divorce. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> That's right, a podcast of force. <laughs> so the the Seymour Duncans are upgrades. I saw the yeah. Seymour Duncans as like, oh, maybe this guitar is built to higher quality than you would expect. That they threw Seymours in there, but they're, they're upgrades. I will say, you know, it's funny. So I'm looking. I keep looking at the headstock. I don't see anything about it that makes me think like, oh, this is like a super duper cheap garbage guitar. Like it looks like. It was probably like they probably made a couple of them. Yeah, yeah. But it doesn't look like, oh, they just slapped a photo print on an Epiphone. The, you know? the headstock throws me off because the tuners look decent. Like they look like they're in, like, okay. And the headstock itself is a finished headstock. Mm-hmm. So it looks like nice. It looks decent. But then the Pizza Hut logo looks like a temporary tattoo. <laughs> 
And they're just like, gotcha, bitch. I wish that it didn't have this version of the Pizza Hut logo on it. I wish it had the version of the Pizza Hut logo from when I was a child <laughs> for full <laughs> nostalgia's sake, you know? <laughs> but I'm digging this. They that wanted gets- $666 for this because apparently the devil wants you to play a pizza guitar. <laughs> but I'm digging it. I don't think how I would mu- pay that much. How much do you think it actually sold for? I don't know. I'd have to ask Samurai Guitarist. I'd, I'd hope that he would pay a fair price for it instead of paying, uh, you know, a ridiculous price. I'm I'm guessing that six 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 is just the seller's way of being like, "Hey, make an offer." Here's what like, I here's know. a joke price. I don't know. Here's what I want to know. Are you gonna go my way? Six sixty six. Uh huh. Fifty five dollars shipping. But if this isn't in my house in under thirty minutes, do I get it for free? <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> uh- telling you pepperoni oh my gosh <laughs> jalapeno i feel like 55 sorry, sorry. 55 bucks delivery fee for pizza is a little steep um canadian bacon jalapenos you're putting in your your order right now jalapeno pep, canadian bacon jalapenos pineapple I'm telling you man jalapenos pineapple it's like the fusion of two opposites to make the greatness. But you gotta, you gotta, you can't be a pizza traditionalist with this. You just want a pepperoni pizza. You just want a pepperoni pizza. So if if you were for legit gonna have a pizza guitar like this, would you want your preferred toppings? No, on it? nobody actually wants that. You want pepperoni because it's a classic. Right. I don't know. I feel like going like full ninja turtles with the toppings would be more interesting. What's the? I don't remember what the like ninja, anchovies like and peanut and butter and peppermint ice cream and <laughs> you know just turn it into but vomit. T- but then it just looks like nothing. It's like right. You, that's why you can only have pepperoni. If this is a super supreme, it just looks like a salad. Here's what I would want. I would, I would want like hardware that's embellished to be like here's my extra toppings. Like I want, I want knobs that look like jalapeno rings. You know, but then you only got two of them, and then it just looks like yeah, that's uh, kind of sad. Then just like looks like what is it? None, none sauce left beef. I don't know what that means, but <laughs> I'll nod in agreement. Yeah, okay. none yeah, yeah. sauce left beef. Yeah, yeah, that's that's none what he's sauce, talking about. Left beef. Is <laughs> that right beef? I don't remember. Do you have a Pizza Hut in Miramisa? Yeah. But it's it's like one of the little like walk-in mini mall sure, versions sure. of it. We used to have a full sit-down one because everyone had a full sit-down one, and yeah. the you know Pizza Hut is on the way out. I don't think I've eaten. If we've if I've had it, it hasn't been like. It would have to be like a church event or something. I don't think I've ordered Pizza Hut in ten years. Pizza Hut used to be the place when I was a kid. It was like a dimly lit walk in oh yeah be sat down restaurant with candles on the table with breadsticks in the cup and like those hard breadsticks that stick out every direction mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and like my parents would get a big old pitcher of beer and it, w- it was like a sit down dining experience and then it shifted uh from that location to like a full like standalone restaurant they had like right. a salad bar and everything. Like that was the '90s version of it. Yeah. And then it, they just like completely mismanaged the brand, took away the dine-in version of it, and it was just like, oh, this is just like a Little Caesars now. It's just a, a, it's a place like, in a mini mall. That's how like all the pizza places are. Yeah, but there was something special. I don't think Pizza Hut Pizza is special enough to warrant like a sit-down 
dining experience anymore. I, I, but I do kind of miss that Pizza Hut experience. Yeah, you go in there and you're right, it's dimly lit. You can see like the layer of cigarette smoke around, like across the room. Oh, yeah, like, there was your own smoking back smog then. Smog bank. <laughs> yeah, maybe that was part of it. It was all smoky. But they have the, like the glass chandeliers that come down over the table and the lit candle yeah. and everything. And you're just like, Mom, can I get a quarter? I want to play. They have Pac-Man. Pac-Man. Mom. I liked the, the the racing game with the little go-karts that would, and you had the mm-hmm. steering wheel. That was my game at Pizza Hut. The Pro-Am. Who, who, was the, who was the guy? Who was the guy in that? I don't know. <laughs> was there a guy in it? Yeah, Dale. <laughs> was it like Dale? It wasn't Dale Earnhardt. It was some other guy. I don't know. Yeah, I remember that. But I want this pizza guitar to be themed after that era of Pizza Hut. Right. And like the the red Coke cups. Yep. Nostalgia. Nostalgia, guys. This pizza should just have red hardware. You know what? You get one of those red Coke cups, Coke cups, Mm -hmm. and you heat it up and flatten it out. Okay. You make a pick guard out of it. Now okay. we're theming yeah. a Pizza Hut guitar. Like if you can preserve that texture and just like you slice off the bottom, you right. slice up the side of the cup, you use like a blow dryer to warm it up and just let it gently flatten out. Yeah. And then you yeah. cut it into a pickguard shape for this. A pickguard in the shape of a pizza slice? Yeah, maybe it's a pizza slice shape. I don't know. And then you play this guitar with one of those Land Before Time puppets on your hand. <laughs> Do you remember those? <laughs> I had these Land Before Time puppets when I was a kid. <laughs> Did you know the? I think it's the voice of Littlefoot is oh, is also the the drug dealer kid from RoboCop Two. Oh, is he? I think I, I looked something up about that. Actually, you. that that tracks. That makes sense. Yeah. And please don't talk about the voice talent of ducky i don't want to be sad right now all right let's move on to something else I before ducky i get a girl yeah i know let's talk about something Wait, is else. that a thing do you know do you is there a story there that you don't want to talk about okay i don't know what it is it's bad oh you know what we're gonna do we're gonna do a show sponsor okay <laughs> this is a rough way to transfer to a sponsor but anyways let me pull up my screen grab so i don't get anything wrong here uh this episode is brought to you by the complete guide to drum programming by friend of the show henning Polly. harry potter 42 <laughs> harry potter 42 henning Polly put together a just a ridiculous drum programming tutorial i've sat and watched through uh, a handful of the videos so far and i will say it's a college course like it fully reminds me of when i was in college taking just detailed technical courses mm. that i had paid way too much money for on learning how to use you know like design software he's going into extreme detail he's got an extreme technical professional wealth of knowledge behind composing songs behind using drum programming in practical and creative ways and i'm honestly pretty blown away by this whole setup here this tutorial thing that he has it's only a 100 bucks right now that's like the the intro price for the first 10 days or something like that Mm -hmm. and then it's gonna be 150 bucks where do i get it uh through spectrum media it's a glenn fricker's specter studios uh site sort of thing 
Um, we'll have a link down below. They don't, an affiliate link, by the way. That's the way. That's how this is sponsored. Is it's affiliate links? If you're at all curious about programming drums, if you're working in that territory, you're working in in software like Cubase, Pro Tools, so on and so on. You know all the ones if you're doing that, mm-hmm. and you want to brush up. You want to have technical professional knowledge in this direction. I'm going to say go for it because it's it's a pile of knowledge that Hennings drops in these. And I don't understand most of it. I'm watching it <laughs> and just kind of blown away like what's even possible because I've I've used just like scratch the surface level like right. drum stuff in like garage band and things like that. I've used like loopers that include included like drum beats and stuff. What you can do, the detail you can go into is is baffling to me. I don't trust my ears anymore. Are any drums real? I don't know. <laughs> so if you're curious about this program, please use my link down below. Go check it out. Uh, go talk to anyone who knows Henning and knows what he's capable of. Like he he's he seems like just a goofy guy on YouTube that covers guitar stuff and talks for way too long and he has a funny mm-hmm. German accent. But he's a legitimate he's a legitimate studio guy. He's a legitimate like songwriter, composer, producer guy. And he has a wealth of knowledge that I don't think anyone can argue with. It's it's really staggering. So go check it out. Huge thanks to Henning for considering my marketing abilities here. <laughs> They'll get better as I pitch this episode after episode for like a month or something like that. What's new, Ryan? I'm just doing that's, all of the hard transitions. That's a good question. What is new? I didn't even think about what's new for this episode. Dang. Oh, I've I've been trying to record this all my amps video. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think I think it's cursed. I think this video is cursed. Mm-hmm. I recorded the intro for it. Mm-hmm. which took me hours getting my words together for the first two minutes of a video. And I was like, okay, now I'll take a break. And then I'm going to start recording the amps. I started to record the amps. I got the first amp done, felt good about it. Got up to move the camera to point at another amp. And I dislodged the power cable for the, for the camera, corrupting my files and, oh, and lose, no. losing what I had shot. So I was like, okay, Okay, it's fine, Ryan. This has happened before. You can you can just film things again. I came in to the garage this morning and started working on mm-hmm. it again. Turned on my Princeton to refilm it. Started making a crazy like buzzing noise, and it wasn't passing signal. So I looked into the back really quick to take a look at the tubes, and one of the tubes was glowing plasma purple. Ooh. I've never seen that color in a tube before. <laughs> so I immediately turned it off. I looked at it for a minute and just like composed myself. And I shot a quick video of me turning it on, letting it glow and flicker for a second. And then I turned it back off. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, I guess I'm going to try retubing this thing now. And I'm going to push this video to next week. Hopefully the amp works again when I retube it. If do have, not, do you have any spare tubes? No, no. Uh, I had to order them. Um, if it if it doesn't work, if it, something got fried in it and that what that's what caused it, I think that the tube just went bad and cracked or something like sure. that. It, to, from what I was reading, it sounds like the air 
got in. The vacuum got out and mm. the air got in. Um, so I'm hoping a quick retube will fix it. I don't know how to bias things. Don't tell me to bias it because I don't know how. I don't think, um, I don't, I mean. Anyway. I just know the comments that we're getting right now as people are hearing this. Like, oh, here's the things you have to do. Here's the tools. I'm not going right, to do I those things. I think it's fixed bias. And so technically you can like measure it and then swap out a, re- like if you really want to swap out a resistor. But if it doesn't work the way I want it to work when I retube it, I'm going to take it to a tech. How did you pick your tubes? I went to a website and I was like, Princeton Reverb reissue tubes. And they were like, here's two options. And I picked the $140 option instead of the $90 option. So. Dang. And it didn't have you like pick a number like, cause some of them you go there and you're like, do you want the white? Right. Right. No, I was the red or the, you know, different color codes. Or I was whatever. looking at it and it's like, there's all these options and I'm sure someone out there has like an educated opinion on what I would get to get what like results. Is that a full retube kit? Yeah, that's so not full, just power. I tube. decided to go full retube. Full re- I was gonna say, um, that's... because I haven't ever changed the tubes in that amp, and yeah. I bought it used almost a decade ago. Um, I'm looking at it like I don't know what I don't have any perspective on any of this. Like I'm not. A, I don't spend time thinking about tubes and cork sniffing tubes. So I'm just gonna go with what's recommended here instead of trying to cook up some sort of custom set. Well, you, know? you see, Ryan, if you want that gritty Soviet tone, you got to go with the tungsol. But if you <laughs> If you want that modern, modern Chinese like, grind, you got to get the shoe gang, the shoe gang tube. I know there's people who'd probably be like, oh, I'd love to watch content of you loading one set of tubes and then loading another set of tubes and comparing them oh for the gosh. sound and stuff like that. I don't want to do that. I don't want to make that content. I don't think I'll even be able to hear the difference. Like, I don't Well, know. see, the thing is, is you make that video and then some guy goes, uh, you need to be using a power conditioner to make sure you're getting exactly 120 volts. Yeah, I like amp. I like making pedal videos because pedal people are chill. Like, oh yeah, I'll go so it sounds like kind of it sounds fun, I guess. Like amp videos and tube videos and microphone videos. You people are bonkers. Like you people get <laughs> so hung up on just minute details that yeah, mean yeah. like nothing to me. So I don't know how to help you people. <laughs> Like guitars, pedals, you people are chill. Amp, mics, tubes, speakers, you people are too high strung for a, me. Let's do a speaker shootout. <laughs> oh, hold on. That microphone is uh, three millimeters from the center. Oh, my gosh. Every, the, to, every time I've done a video, this like... It should have been uh, six millimeters from the cone. It, technically, my mics are in shot these days because the amps are behind me. But when I've done videos where it's like you can see like clear where the, where the placement of the mic is, people will be like, oh yeah, of course it's going to sound like that with the closed mic. You really need to have mics in the corners of the room and you have mics across the room and stuff. This is not a studio. This is a garage. <laughs> I'm doing the best I can, guys. You should just have the microphone, just mount the microphone to your camera. I record use. into a field recorder. I'm not running into a computer with Pro Tools and a mixing desk, guys. This is not a studio. <laughs> There's a water heater over there. <laughs> there's a Gary behind some boxes. Yeah, there's an air conditioner over there's there. There's a bathtub right freaking there. <laughs> Above our heads. The three times an episode. Bath. It's bath time. I think my, my kids save all their baths for podcast night. <laughs> <laughs> so what's yeah. new with you, man? Now that I've ranted about uh, work stuff. So uh two weeks ago we talked about the Caroline Guitar Company, The Blues. Uh-huh. 
which I bought, and then they called me, and they're like, why did you buy this, you idiot? No. <laughs> um, but they sent me one, right? And so I had it, and so, but I'd already ordered one, so I had them send me uh, this guy. Oh, so you bought something else. Well, no, I just switched it. I didn't right, buy right. something else. Well, I, you still bought something yeah, else. Yeah. Well, I already... Yeah. But you were already going to buy something. I had them process the return while they were still holding the item that right. I was buying. Right. Uh, and this is the Somersault. It's a lo-fi modulator. It's basically a, their chorus, and it ah. does uh, different waveforms, of course. So now I've got this guy. How close are you to catching them all? Um, I don't have any of the fuzzes. Mm. So there's the Shigaharu fuzz. The pineapple and the, pizza. And the, uh, I don't have any of the pizzas. There's like multiple versions of the pizza, but I would, I think the way I'm thinking about it is if you have one pizza, you have all the pizza, um, which obviously doesn't make sense, but that's the way I'm going about it. <laughs> um, and actually I need to talk to, uh, RJ because he has, um, fuzzmongers, uh, Caroline, I think American pizza is the one that he mm. has. Uh, so I might borrow that and I need to talk to them though. Uh, also, I, I wasn't going to talk about this, but I guess I'll talk about this. There's a podcast that I've been on called just surprise me. Mm -hmm. It is, uh, unlike this podcast, which is two white middle-aged men being idiots on microphone for about an hour. Mm -hmm. uh, they are uh, three to five white middle-aged men. Every time idiots. I've listened, it sounded like a complete disaster. They do, they do like pop culture and it's just madness. And on the most recent episode, um, one of their uh, co-hosts is like eight glasses of wine deep. Oh no. And the other guys ask him, uh, what's your least favorite gear podcast? And he's like, I don't want to say it. 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 And then they're like, what is it? And then he says, 60 cycle hum. What? That's us. Coming for you, Doug. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know what the other podcasts are. Like, who who are we worse than? You um, know? The Tone Jerks, I th okay. I'm pretty sure, is at least one of them. That's the only one. I'll the, take that That's loss. the only other one that I know that Doug, for sure, that Doug listens to. Um. But, uh, but yeah, uh, the, the other side of this, the other side of this, we're and, watching and, and you Doug knows is what Steve is trying um, to say. We're, we got because, eyes on you because RJ has told Doug this, that you are six foot six and I am six foot seven. And we also know that Doug is like five foot three. So we actually, why did you, why did you round down our heights? <laughs> no, that's what our, <laughs> that's how short RJ thinks we are. Oh, okay. Like he yeah. doesn't even know. That's so hilarious. He doesn't even know that we're seven <laughs> two and seven eight. <laughs> anyway, if you want to listen to a group of extremely irreverent guys talk about weird, random pop culture stuff, go check them out. Drinking, go check out. Just surprise me. Yeah, it's a nightmare. It's a total nightmare. <laughs> you ready to talk about this next guitar? Yeah, I am. This is a Zat. This was sent by Jeremy Talcott. This is in Los Angeles. It's a what? It's a one-of-a-kind guitar. This one is special. If interested, contact for details. I love how there's... Being like sold by Vic. Almost no information from Vic here, and he wants $18,750 for it, and it looks completely bonkers. It's got like a... It's, it's got like a cards theme. 
Yeah, there's. I just realized there's a heart and a spade and club, uh, and, and a diamond. diamond. The diamond is really just a triangle. That's not a diamond. No, I think it's got the notch. It's like it's not. You're right. It's not like. Well, there's a diamond on the back of the. There's some diamonds on the back of the headstock too. Well, there's there's the ones that are on the top of the body that should have been a diamond, not a triangle. Yeah, but I'm saying like I think that's like the flat cut diamond. It's not your traditional card yeah, diamond. Yeah, but it, yeah, I'm saying it should have been a card diamond if you're going to do this. Right. So we're looking at a flying V variation here, and that is putting it very gently because this is bonkers in every direction it can be. It's got cutaways against the line of the of the wings mm-hmm. for like body comfort, I suppose. But the body looks like it's as thick as about like three guitars. <laughs> I don't think it's an acoustic. Why is this thing so thick? And that's not even like the craziest thing. I think it's thick so it could have like curvature. I think it's curving. It's like airbrushed part gold, part red, like kind of like drifting around. Yeah. It, the hardware is, I can't even begin to describe what's going on here. The bridge looks like it's a refrigerator handle. Oh, that's a good call. I don't think it actually is, but it's like a. It's like it's so it's so hot. I'm I'm actually kind of fascinated by this bridge. I kind of it, wa- it is legitimately like two to three inches off the body. Yeah, but the, the bridge itself is a piece of metal that looks like it's like seven inches wide mm-hmm. with these giant like chisels coming off the side of it. I don't understand what's going on here at all. And then it's got a stop tail that looks like a custom piece of metal too. That's that a stop, good like two inches thick. That stop tail looks massive. It's to transfer all that tone. That break between that break angle on the bridge and this tailpiece, you're gonna have so much. If tone. this guitar doesn't sound amazing, then every theory about big pieces of brass on a guitar are wrong. Well, that's why it's eighteen thousand dollars. It's the last guitar you'll ever need. But there's a pickup ring. There's a single like like EMG style pickup in this. A pickup ring around it that looks like it's three quarters of an inch thick brass. Yeah, and yeah. it's not just it's bigger than a normal pickup ring. I that's, I think this guitar that's, has that's more. Not an EMG style pickup ring. That's an EMG. Is a real EMG. Uh, th- this guitar is worth more as scrap metal than it is as a guitar. I don't care what he's trying to get for price wise. And then I'm totally confused. There's a shot of it with the back of the headstock with no tuners, no holes drilled. And then a shot of it hanging on the wall with tuners in it. And I, I haven't been a, like, did I you think do- it's just different. I think this is somebody built this. So Some- it's like a build shot, like before he drilled the holes for the tuners. Yeah. I also noticed. So I was trying to figure this out based on one of the pictures where you can see, uh, it's got like a Gibson speed knob on it. Right. But because the body is so thick, I guess um, the the pot for this just barely peeks out of the body. So it's like, <laughs> yeah, it looks wonky. Well, I think the body might be curved on the top too. Yeah, no, I, I think it is. I said that like so, five minutes. Sorry, ago. it just you never listen to me. <laughs> We're getting a podcast divorce, guys. <laughs> There's a lot of interesting stuff going on here. Like the back of the headstock, the shot where it doesn't have tuners on it. Like 
the headstock looks three dimensional. The, the same way the body is three dimensional in this yeah. curve. Like there's an interesting thing going on there. A lot of craftsmanship went into this guitar, but none of it makes any sense to me. <laughs> this is just dumb. I couldn't tell you if this is a good or bad guitar, but I can tell you that it's completely bizarre. The neck is a bolt-on, but look at that freaking neck plate. Yeah, oh my gosh. The neck plate is another like inch thick piece of brass. Yeah. Why isn't the whole guitar made out of brass if you're going to that level? Just brass. I mean, maybe it is pure brass. That's why that's why uh I don't know. This thing's even if the body is wood, this thing's got to weigh a ton. Yeah. It's it looks heavy. It's for heavy metal. I mean, that's yes. why I build this guitar. And also the bridge, it doesn't look like a, a bridge. It doesn't look like it's intonated in any way. It doesn't have any sort of adjustment. No. It legitimately looks like a refrigerator handle, like I said, with slots cut in it for the strings to go through. There's no intonation there. There's no adjustment other than height adjustment. Mm -hmm. I'm assuming it's adjusted all the way high because it's floating off the body like three inches. This can't be comfortable to play, can it? Ryan, this is in L.A., I know it's this guy listed this on an offer up, which is where you like list like free dirt, you know, <laughs> <laughs> like people list guitars on offer up. Like, I just really want to get rid of this Yamaha. That's, you know, like some acoustic. I have no idea what, what it's worth. Just come, please come get it. This guy's listing a guitar he, that has no information and he wants practically $19,000 yeah. for it. <laughs> I wonder how many, I wonder how many one, how many offers he's gotten. Uh, the thing with offer up is it's like, you have like, less an anonymity than you would on like craigslist right so you pr might not have people just like oh you're dumb you suck i mean i'm sure there's probably no i bet this guy still gets 20 messages a, a day that are like hi is it still available hi is it still available hi is it still available i'm gonna send him one right now <laughs> <laughs> where i want to know is that a default answer on offer up that people just can click because I get that so often whenever I'm trying to sell yeah, something. Yeah, I think if you hit, like, ask, there's a, the button here, make offer, and the other one that says ask. I think if you hit ask. It just goes, it hi, just is this just, still available? Yeah. That's so stupid. I hate that. Like, write something to me. Google does that now, too. When you write an email, it just finishes your sentence for you. you I, get, I hate that, too. I hit tab. The thing that I hate about it is how often it's right. <laughs> That, I, I actually I agree because the thing is it's like make I'll be, me feel like I still am my own person Google don't predict everything I'm doing so perfectly I'll be like writing and I'll be like hey how's uh tell tell me about this thing I'll, or I'll be like uh, someone will send us an offer I'll be like or send us a question about show sponsorship and so I'll say hey thanks for hitting us up uh, here's a link to and then it says the marketing package. And I go, yeah, that's what I was going to say. But now I feel like I have to say the marketing information. And like I have eventually, to smart Google. They're trying to help me. Yeah, I try to mix it up just to confuse Google a little bit. And instead of being like, oh, yeah, thanks. I'll, I'll look into that. Sure, cool. And instead I write, I hate you. I'm going to kill you. Just to like keep Google guessing, you know. No, I eventually, did notice there was a squad car parked across the street. <laughs> eventually... Uh, Google's going to have an option where you just like, I trust you, Google. You just take care of my emails for me. Yeah. <laughs> It'll just respond to everything for you automatically. Email pops up. It'll it'll make plans for you in your calendar. You just wake up and you're like, oh, what am I doing? Oh, Google's saying that 
got to do this and that. I've got appointments. Okay, I guess what that's what Google wants me to do is run Dude, my I life. wish I wish that would <laughs> wish that would happen. <laughs> that needs to be a thing. I'm going to have a phone call and like you get a like it starts scheduling everyone's lives so the person that's calling you was told by Google to call you and you were told to answer the phone call because <laughs> Google scheduled it and Google's just orchestrating everything that we do in this, this could reality. Work. This would be a this could be good. Sign me up. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> excuse me i forget where i was going with this guitar but i don't think anyone should pay that kind of money without there being how, any... much, how much would you pay for this i would pay five dollars to check it out <laughs> like if it was in a if it was in a circus tent at like the local carnival like a traveling right, carnival right. and like come inside and see the world's most bizarre guitar i would pay five dollars yeah, to yeah. walk in check it out pick it up hold it try to play it and then you're like huh Oh yeah. Oh, that's yeah. interesting. And then I'd leave. You're uh right. This is like uh This guitar will baffle and amaze you. This is like uh you are you're you're in the sports arena, a little geography here. Here we go. For whatever reason, you're walking to Chick-fil-A. Uh outside of the Kobe swap meet. Well, if you're at the sports arena, the Chick-fil-A is right there. Of and, course you're gonna walk. And you uh you're not gonna par- you're not gonna go to your car and then drive to the Chick-fil-A that's in the parking lot of I'm the sports like, arena. But hold on, but I'm saying like cause you're walking by Kobe's, but you're not going to Kobe's. Okay. Kobe's like is the swap meet. Going to you're going to Chick-fil-A. We're getting very local with this um, geography podcasting here. And then you see this guitar inside the Kobe's and you're like, Man. Oh yeah. Well, if I gotta know what that is. And if so this you're, guitar, you're paying your five bucks to right. get into Kobe's. If this guitar was being sold at Kobe's, it would be sold for hundred yeah, and twenty-five dollars. Yeah, you would talk yeah. them down to seventy-five. Yeah, it wouldn't be nineteen thousand dollars. But if you saw ships. this at Kobe's, it would make more sense than seeing it on on offer up for nineteen thousand dollars. There's another guitar. I would on buy. The wall there. You know, if I saw this at Kobe's and it was hundred and twenty-five dollars, I'd just buy it. I would just out of curiosity, just be like, look at this freaky thing. And I would put it in a case and I would hide it in the attic and I would bring it out like once a year to show friends at Christmas or something like that. This person, I'd bring it out at parties. This person is building. We didn't even talk about this. The neck isn't straight. (laughs) Maybe, maybe the string, maybe the string is slack. I can't, I wouldn't be surprised if very little on this guitar is straight. Also, it looks like there's another one being built in the back. Yeah. There's one in the background. Another, they're building a second one, or maybe this is the second one. Uh, that one's lore and this one's data. (laughs) Good grief. (laughs) What was the name of the scientist? Uh, Dr. Soon. Dr. Soon is building guitars. Yeah. Wouldn't this be more like this is B4 and this is... No, Lore was later. Lore was the second one. Yeah, that's what I'm right. saying. Yeah. I think of Data as the perfect one because... Oh, uh, Data is data is great. Yeah, Data's great. Lore data's sucks. Great. Hey, speaking of Data, um, you watched Picard, right? Yeah, I did. Um, is, what, this, is this our sci-fi section of the you, show? What did you think of the role given to Seven of Nine in Picard? Do you think that... Do you think... Seven of Nine, the Vigilante, is out of character for Seven of Nine. I was a little sad, and I get it. Like, it's been decades since she was on Voyager. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I was a little sad that she had lost a lot of her Borgish mannerisms. That's fair. That's fair. But I wish that had stuck around a little bit more, because she's functionally just a full human in Picard. Right, right. Where in, in Voyager, she is very... 
robotic but and so is Hugh. cybernetic. Hugh is also basically human. Right. Um, but it makes sense for the timeline to be like, oh, they've had enough time to, you know, become human again. Yeah. So uh, in this in this week's episode of Just Surprise Me, they say that they thought 7 of 9 was bad because there's no way that she would become a vigilante because as a Borg, she's all about rules. But then they say, follow me here, it would have made more sense when Voyager gets back for Janeway to become a vigilante mm. because that's who she was. To which I said, aha. You've defeated your own argument because Janeway is Seven of Nine's mentor. So it makes sense then that Seven of Nine gets back. She's so already afraid of what's going to happen when she gets back and a very already pre-disillusioned that of anti-Borg bias. So it makes sense that she would go off on her own to do her own thing. I don't know. It makes sense to me. You guys are wrong. This episode is brought to you by two different pedal makers. I'm talking Chase Bliss. And, and big, big ear. Pedals. We've got like polar opposites of pedals here. You've got the most tweakable, ridiculous, complicated, over-the-top pedals from Chase Bliss Audio, like the Therme here. Yeah, it's a delay. It's an analog delay, uh-huh. but you can program it to do like determined pitch jumps, multiple pitch jumps across the repeats, giving you all kinds of crazy glitched out wonderful experimental sounds and then you've got just the simple simple simplicity of bigger pedals three knobs on the l here three knobs on the loaf you've got a very simple but pleasant always on slightly modulated reverb from the l you have this wonderful kind of soft almost overdrivey fuzz from the loaf it's low af it will take your low tuned instruments great you know what these pedals have in common what do they have in common steve you know, you talked about how they're different. Do you know what they have in common? What do they have in common? They sound great. They sound great. Head on over to biggerpedals.com or chaselessaudio.com. Good grief. I could get, like, yoked. Yeah, these things are... Be, anyone who complains about the price of Chaseless pedals has no idea what's inside these things. They are packed to the gills with little gadgets and stuff like that. These are Ooh. heavy little bricks. Um, if you ever opened one up, it's like there's not... Like, if... If a cricket got stuck in there, it would suffocate because there's not enough air. <laughs> so, for pedals that are more creative than you are, check out Chase Bliss Audio. For pedals, nice and simple and easy to understand that anyone can get behind. Made by friends of the show, Grant and Karen at Bigger. Check out Bigger Pedals. Well, you know, Joel's a friend of the show, too. I don't want to make it sound like he's not a friend of the show. But anyways... Big thanks to those pedal manufacturers for sponsoring yet another terrible disaster of a podcast. <laughs> we have kind of a topic. We uh, do. We'll tackle that and then we'll call it a night it after was the last sent ad. By a person. Uh, Rick Elfenstone. Elfenstone. How, how to turn a budget bargain basement guitar, no name, into a strat less Paul killer in the least amount of time and money. I miss that time and money comment. Um the the fastest way to do it is to throw it away <laughs> and buy a strat. No. Um, <laughs> well, I'm assuming we're starting out with a strat or less style guitar. Sure. Sure. Like you're not going to buy like a flying V and be like, how can I turn this into a strat? I'm really curious, Ryan, your thoughts on how done. do we make a Dan Electro, uh, a Dan Electro 56, a real Les Paul killer. <laughs> 
Well, I, you know, obviously you have to start off with something resembling the bones of what you're going for, but I don't think we should, I don't think we should focus on that portion of the question because there's so many different quality levels of strats unless Paul's already. Mm -hmm. I think the, the question here, the soul of the question is how do you make a, like, what are the cheap and the cheapest and fastest ways to improve the quality of a cheap guitar? I think, you know, of course it's going to depend on what, issues you identify right right away and what you're trying to do and you know i guess an example of this would be uh one of the firefly guitars you had had like uh microphonic pickups right mm-hmm. um if that's an issue for you obviously that's a problem and you put in better pickups uh if you want to stay on the cheap like you know you draw there's a, actually a ton of budget-minded uh pickup makers out there now i'd say that like this is only if your the stock pickups are terrible. Like I, th- I think the vast majority of cheap guitars, the pickups are fine. Right, right. Like, it, it, like if there's a technical failure of the pickups in this cheap guitar, then yeah, you've got to replace them. But I'd say like don't buy guitars that are that cheap that have technical failures. Well, I've in the always pickups. I've always found it infuriating when people are like and and uh, you know, oh what uh what porters or whatever like you know these different like higher end. Mm-hmm. pickup manufacturers like oh, i'm getting a squire standard or whatever what what pickup should i drop into it like they're already planning right right their pickup replacement and it's like you well, haven't even heard if you like the like, stock what do you pickups what yet. do you not like about the stock pickups oh i don't know it's i bought it i bought it this afternoon it hasn't shipped yet and it's like so you don't even know what's wrong with this and some of the one you know legitimately like i'm i'm kind of like i'm not a fan of like the mexican strat at least like the right like 2001 the 90s, the 90s 2001s, like those ceramic using, super bright yeah, things the super hot ceramic pickups i don't really like those i i know that i want like a traditional like uh al nico pickup right. in there like a, a lower output strat pickup in there i already know that i know that about myself that's different um i think what you get when you buy a higher end pickup, isn't necessarily the sound. What you're getting is an accurate prediction of the sound. Like you're getting like the builder can say to you, like, here are the qualities of this pickup. And so you can predict like, oh, this is how it's going to react. Where with a cheap guitar, it's kind of a crapshoot. Right. It, it, they're, right. they're wound just to be technical technically functional a lot of the time mm-hmm. and the results tonally can be pretty back and forth. Like even with like Duncan designed, yeah. like I've noticed like a lot of variance across Duncan design pickups yeah. in output in tonality, like some sound really good to me and some sound just like dark mud. But you know, all of those are different models too. I don't, I don't know if you're, I'm like, aware, but, okay. but you know, like there can be variance within the same model. Yeah. Still. Yeah. Um, so to me, that's really the reason to buy like a higher end pickup is when you have a very specific sound in mind and a very specific builder is building to those specs. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, like get a cheap guitar and actually figure out if you like or don't like the pickups before you decide to yeah. change them. I'd say like the cheapest and fastest stuff that you can prove on a guitar, like everyone's tr- like you get a guitar that's cheap and everyone's like, Oh, you got to swap the bridge. Oh, you got to swap the nut. No. You got to swap the tuners. You got to swap this stuff. I don't think it's materials. I think the the biggest changes you can make to improve the quality of a cheap guitar is all servicing and setup. Yeah. 
like your nut is probably cut kind of poor on a cheap guitar. Take it to a tech or do it yourself. Get the tools and learn how to cut the nut a little bit better. I'm not saying replace the nut because nut material is also another specific personal preference sort of thing. The stock mutt nut might be a fine material for you, but the it's probably stock mutt nut. The stock mutt nut. Um, <laughs> But the way it's cut might not be ideal if you're going to plan on using like a trim yeah. with it or if you're having pinging and tinging when you're tuning. Uh, same thing with the bridge. Like yeah, Those can all be places where things snag, where they could maybe use a little more uh, A lot of times you lubrication. could f- fix that with just a little pencil graphite. Yep. Um, the setup of the bridge, like it might not be dialed in all the way. Like a, a tech can set the intonation just right for you, or you can learn to do it yourself. I recommend you learn how to do it yourself because it's easy. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the, the trust rod, you can do that yourself. It's easy. Uh, uh, what else? Oh, dressing the edges of the frets. I've never I, done it myself, but I know people do that. You can also pay a tech to do yeah, that. I was, I think dressing the edges of the frets for a lot of import guitars because they're made in places um with very different climates that tend to be really especially for us like a lot more humid Mm -hmm. um that when the guitars come here and the fretboards dry out and the necks dry out a little more you definitely tend to get that fret sprout and so getting that fixed um and getting the frets you know trimmed and uh uh, sanded down or whatever um, and then getting them uh, just kind of uh, cleaned up and polished, like that can make a huge yeah. difference. I mean, and all this stuff, if you go to a tech, you're like, give me a full setup on this guitar, uh, you know, check out the nut, clean up the nut, do, you know, uh, intonation setup, check the truss, dress the edges of the frets. It's going to cost you a couple hundred bucks probably. But those things are going to make the biggest difference for the long-term playability of that guitar. Yeah. Versus like, ah, oh, this guitar sucks. I'm going to go throw $200 pickups into it. It's going to sound different, but it's not going to play different. Right. If you don't if you don't like the way something plays, then it doesn't matter part swapping. Yeah. I I still kind of think on on the sound side like if it if it sounds if it plays well uh, and you're looking at sound swaps, um you know, you can you can try to upgrade the pickups, but again, like you want to be specific about what you don't like about it, what you would prefer. You know, if you want, if you want a Les Paul killer, you know, you want, uh, I, you probably want some kind of double uh, humbucker four knob of thing. a PAF, some classic PAF pickup. You want a, you know, a Les Paul. Then that I, I I'm gonna. I'll, this is this Do is it. kind of a weird thing. I find that a lot of people find say that when they want a Les Paul killer, they mean that they want a Les Paul. They want the more Les Paul, Les Paul. They want a more Paul, not a less. They Paul. want a more Paul. Exactly. Right. So they're like, I, lots of people are like, Oh, Les Paul killer. I'm going to get an Epiphone, you know, an Epiphone standard or whatever, you know, $400 Epiphone, but this is going to be Gibson killer because I think Gibson pickups suck. So I'm going to put in these other this other manufacturer that makes better PAFs. Uh, but interestingly, I feel like, and this isn't all the time, but I feel like a lot of the time when people say like, I want a Strat kill, I'm going to build a, a, a budget Strat that's going to be a Strat killer. They're dropping hot rails. Right, right. Like, for whatever <laughs> reason, like the Les Paul killer is like 
a more traditional Les Paul than the current Les Paul. Right. And then the modified Strat is like, like something different. Yeah. It's like, I want quarter pound. Like I want the hottest. Yeah. I took a Strat and I dropped three invaders into it. This is a real strat killer. Literally, <laughs> if any strat sees that what I did to this strat, it will kill itself I mean, if before I, was, I can. If I was gonna get a Les Paul killer, it would probably just be a big wood chipper. <laughs> Jeez. Jeez. Um, but yeah, I mean, and I, here's another thing, and this isn't we're not sponsored this episode, but you know, friend of the show. Um Drop in a drop in a a wiring harness from Gun Street. That's like a fifty sixty dollar upgrade. Um, but in a lot of budget guitars, they use very pots, cheap pots. The pots can make a bigger difference than I had realized for a lot of years. Just the values of them. Yeah, like a lot of guitars are being paired with values that don't make sense for the pickups and for maybe even the sounds that you want. Mm-hmm. They're yeah, go get a Gun Street wiring harness, or and or and get yourself a soldering iron. Buy a couple of pots for like four bucks a piece or something like that. After shipping from Amazon, learn how to solder them yourself. Try a bunch of different pots. Go to Gun Street for you know all kinds of cra- crazy technical like coil splitting out of phase sorts of options and stuff like that. But I think everyone who's into guitar modding should have a decent soldering iron and learn how to do this stuff. It's not hard. Well, even if, if you, I can do it, you can do even it. Even if you go to Gun Street, you're going to need a soldering iron. You're going to need a soldering iron. Actually, I think he does some now. I think he'll. I think if you request like clip-ins? it, he'll uh, put clip-ins. Um, I think that's r- the real answer. Like, what is the investment you can make in a guitar to improve a guitar? Buy a soldering iron. Oh, I thought you were going to say get get uh, get get a wiring harness with clippings <laughs> <laughs> no like that's one of the things like learn some basic setup stuff a lot of the stuff we recommended that you could have a tech do you can do yourself right. uh, the only one that i don't do is the nut cutting because i know i just mm. slop that up for Probably sure cut your finger off. but adjusting the intonation adjusting the truss uh you know maybe not working on the edges of the frets if you're having major fret issues and yeah maybe take it to a tech mm-hmm. um but yeah, soldering stuff, swapping out components. I think all that stuff is really fun, personally. It's a really, like, zen project to get into. And you get yourself a soldering iron, and you can do it over and over again to all sorts of guitars. So right. that's my recommendation. Learn some basic setups and buy a soldering iron. I got nothing else to say about it. All right, let's do some housekeeping then. All right. <laughs> uh, housekeeping is a part of the show where we talk about our Patreon, patreon.com slash 60 cycle humcast, where for as little as $1, you can support this program just like these folks did. The $1 level, Jeff uh, Beziadecki, uh, Elliot, and Matthew Wenzel. And at the $5 level, the best friends level, not the inner circle, just our best friends, uh, Matt Williams and Andrew Freeman. Um, so at the $5 level, we someday will send you a little merch pack. And at the $10 level, you get that merch pack. Plus you get access to our behind the scenes, uh, secret. Now they're called private groups. They used to be called secret groups. Yeah. Uh, on Facebook where the um, sausage gets made. It's where the sausage gets made. It's where where we, we tell all our dirty secrets, where we talk trash about everyone else on the internet. That's no true. one else can know. That's true. Yeah. Uh, so go check it out. Yeah, support us. If you don't, you know, if you don't aren't in a position to support us monetarily, uh, 
jump on your podcatcher of choice and leave a review. Yeah, leave a review. Leave a review. Um, also, I was going to say, uh, you know, like Patreon money. We did this contest with Fender, but there were costs for us on our side. Fender accidentally supplied the guitar and they're going to cover the shipping. But uh, Steve spent a good seven or eight hours of his time spreadsheeting the whole damn thing. That's a, that was a personal emotional cost. We're going to we're going to pay a minimum wage out of the out of the Patreon fund for that time to run this contest because that's that's not a joke. That's like 8 hours. That's a full work day that he put into making this contest happen and I didn't ask him to do it. He he saw that I it needed to happen and he it did it. It needed to happen. It, he knew it needed to happen and I'm glad that he did do it because it really helped the contest run correctly. So we <laughs> So I'm getting ready. Yeah. Getting ready. Well, we're not going to play the song. We have one more ad. I know. Just wanted to be ready. Steve wanted, wanted to be ready. To be I never download it. And then you're like, why don't you download it earlier, idiot? But anyways, I'm saying that stuff like that big giveaway and contests and stuff are made possible. Oh, yeah. And the shipping. It, we have, we're going to send out uh, four shirts to the runners up. We yeah. have to pay for those shirts and we have to pay to ship them. So that's like another hundred bucks or something like that that we've put into this contest. So that comes out of Patreon as well. There's there's costs like that that, that add up. All right, let's hit this last ad and then call it an evening. Man, this is going to be a long episode. This was sent to us by the Justin Svek. Justin Svek. This is a bass. This is a Fender American Standard. Mm-hmm. Looks good. Three-tone burst, tortoiseshell pick. Well, there's something uh, a little scary about this guitar, Steve. This is an unplayed USA Fender Jazz bass with custom shop pickups. You will notice that it came from Fender with its case with the red handle and dark and a dark sunburst and a bloody-looking pickguard. <laughs> I thought they just said, oh, I thought they just said it was replacing. Where's the, I don't see a knob on this case. Oh, it's on a different picture. Dang. Yeah, I must not have grabbed that picture. Um. You'll also notice that it came with its serial number ending in 666. That's the number of the piece. I will not get into the real story why this bass has not been played and the things that have happened while owning this thing from hell. But I will say this. The next owner cannot be squeamish at heart. This bass is possessed and it, and it has had an exorcism. It's also had an Indian holy man do his ritual over the thing as well. Neither, I might add, changed anything in my mind. This bass needs a new owner. <laughs> One who plays music accordingly to its master, the devil. The new owner can take it to the crossroads and do his thing. Why is the price so high? To make sure it goes to the one who is supposed to own it. So the price will not go down. The price will only go up. Oh my gosh. The bass came to Terre Haute, the original Sin City, USA. <laughs> By no accident. My my dad's from Terre Haute. <laughs> he wants $5,000 for this thing in Terre Haute, Indiana. Um, <laughs> all just because it's got 666 in the serial number. It has an extra six in there, too. It's just separated a bit. Yeah. It also has a 59. Oh, 59. Almost there. <laughs> It was almost nice. Uh, it was 10 away from being a nice evil number here. <laughs> oh, man. You know, there's probably people in this world who would order 
a guitar and then look at the serial number and be like, 666, I can't own this. I can't play this. I mean, we're we're both we're both Christians. We're both religious mm-hmm. folk. Mm-hmm. Do you feel that way about it, Steve? If you got a guitar that had 666 on it, would you be like, <laughs> uh, no, thank you. I want to return this. Um, or I got to sell this. Uh, no, I don't <laughs> even think I would notice. <laughs> You would notice the day that you go to sell it and you take a picture of the serial number. <laughs> I don't think I've ever, I might have guitars with funny serial numbers and I've never looked. No, I would never, I would not even process that this is happening. This is nothing to me. Do you remember on one of the, the praise and worship groups we're in when people started freaking out because they ordered, uh, I think it was like a death by audio pedal or something like that. And it had, Oh, like it had non churchy messages written inside. Cause they write I, messages. I remember that or maybe actually. it's earthquake or something. And there's all this drama of people opening up their pedals and finding the hidden messages inside. And be like, I just don't know if I can, I just don't know if I can play this. And then I did a little video where I opened up a pedal and like inside was like a condom. And <laughs> It's <laughs> like, guys, I don't, I don't think this is appropriate. I don't think I can play this at this church. Is, this is strange. What's strange? No, the I'm adding on to. Oh, okay, okay. Story. I thought you were looking at more about the bass and saying something was strange about it. Um, I don't think this thing is actually possessed by the devil. I think this guy just got a, a bass guitar and never got around to playing it. And now he wants to sell it, or mm-hmm. he bought this bass guitar. He's planning on keeping it, but then he noticed the serial number and he's like. Huh. I'm <laughs> I'm just going to post this up to Craigslist cuz I think it's funny. Like I think this might be a joke ad. So there is there is um there is something to that. Um in so far that Oh, I found it. Yes. Oh, it's up to $8800. He made it more expensive. So is he just going to keep raising the price? I I guess. forever just trolling the local Craigslist. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of like that dedication to his bit. Also, this guy's not okay. He says it. Maybe he bought it in Terre Haute, but he's not selling it in Terre Haute. So that that's, he's been on a journey. Where that's is he? Confusing. I mean, he's north of Terre Haute. Oh, as far okay. as anyone else is concerned, he's in Terre Haute, but he's not. Steve is a Terre Haute snob over here. Do we have anything else to say about this? Yeah. Um, so anyway, the six 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 thing. There's there's maybe something there. I could see this someday coming. It, it kind of has already come to the guitar world, not in the same level, but like you will see people on different social medias be like, oh yeah, um, I, you know, my kid was born when my kid was born in whatever year, 2019, I went out and bought a 2019 Strat. Like, right. uh, I really want to go back. Stratocaster is my favorite. I want, I really want to own a 1984 Strat. And usually they go off the serial number, but sometimes yeah. they'll like, you know, they want to check the the neck the neck heel date or whatever. Oh, you want to have a, your birth year guitar. So, so this is kind of a joke, right? But well, I th- like, I he- think in that there's a, there's a specific circumstance where someone is shopping for a jazz bass on Reverb. Yeah, and they're looking through them like, ah, oh, they're all kind of they're all kind of the same. And then they see this one, and it's the same condition as all the others, but then it has a serial number 
that catches their attention. They're like, well, that's the one. What's funny about this also is um, that usually on Craigslist ads, people uh, scratch out the, <laughs> right. the serial number, but or like they uh, Photoshop it. They don't need Photoshop it. No one, but you know, they edit the photo so you can't see it. And in this one, they're like, look at this serial number. Don't look don't, away. Don't, don't, don't you get this unless put your eyes on that serial number um, and don't look away. But people do this. People do this with money. Mm. If you had a, like a one dollar bill that's got a six 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 on it, like you've now got like a four dollar bill. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, no. If you have a one dollar bill that has a six 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 on it, you have a six hundred and sixty six dollar bill, Steve. I, I don't. That's I, how numbers. Work. I don't. Yeah, I don't know how much it's the value is, but like these things have collectability. Like, sure, it, there are people who are out there looking for. Um, you know, uh, you're born August 9th, 1981. So they want to buy a, they want to find the $1 bill that's got somewhere in the serial numbers, got a 08091981. They're like, I'm going to pay extra for that one. I'll pay I think $10 for that. I could $1 understand up paying for this better if the serial number was, uh, 69420. <laughs> How much would you pay for, Serial number, uh, I guess it'd have to be like 69, 420, 69 or something like that for it to be the right amount of numbers. <laughs> well, I'm thinking because it's got to be a year. It's got to start with the year. So it's got to be something. So I get lined up with my birth date perfectly. Like if it was like 831, 1981. Well, now you just got your identity stolen. Crap. How fun. Well, yeah, you could have, have fun being me. Identity so th thief. Theoretically, you could have, well, it's, uh, you could, I guess you couldn't do it exactly because you guys aren't going to steal my identity. Because it's like you? Fender. You're cereal. just going to celebrate my birthday. Um, I'm going to be 40 this year, but you could do like, get like a, you know, in eight, one, whatever, 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 like, cause it's always the year first. Right. That should um, be an upcharge for like custom PRSs and stuff like that. Like you get to choose a vanity serial number. That'd be cool. That's a good idea, right? I've got a I've got a Pelican Noiseworks Pelotar with the serial number Steve. <laughs> That's a good serial number. <laughs> All right, tell us about the song. Let's get out of here. The song was sent by a guy. Hold on, I get it. Got to get off my map of India. I'm out of water and I'm thirsty. Ooh, uh, he says, uh, "Hey, Ryan and Steve, loving the channel, and thought I would submit some music. Spotify link. Here's the song SUV from the new EP. One day hits." Thanks, dudes. Keep up the great works. More info at maddie2hats.com. This is from Brisbane, Australia. I'm playing the song now. Can't find a 
still a minute of song left what i don't i don't are we gonna get into like a secret track here i don't know uh i this song has to be about a g-wagon right you know what a g-wagon is what's a g-wagon it's a the mercedes amg oh like suv so it's like a it's like i i mean he said it's 150 g's but that's australian money hmm I think a G wagon's like a legit 125 here. Jeez, that's I've crazy. seen. I saw one at In and Out once, and then I saw one again later in my neighborhood. But the fact that I saw two of them like five miles apart just makes me think I saw the same guy twice and didn't realize it. Because like, are there really two G wagons? I've been out of the SUV scene for too long. I didn't know about the super fancy, expensive SUV. This is just blank audio. There's nothing here. All right, bye everyone. See ya. Stay grounded.